Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not contain or replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hey, welcome to My Millennial Property. I'm Glenn James and this guy is... John Pigeon. And today we are talking about pest and building inspections. Now, it can seem one hand confusing for some people, like, do I need it? What's it all about? At the other hand, it might be just, you've just got to do it. So, we're going to unpack it, but we can't do this podcast without Wellman Finance. So, thank you to Sean Wellman and the team at Wellman Finance. Sean is a switched on and dialed in mortgage broker. He's out of Melbourne, does a lot of face-to-face for the My Millennial Property and My Millennial Money listeners who want a face-to-face mortgage broker in Melbourne. Uh, He's starting to help a lot of our clients and, well, they're not our clients, they're our listeners in South Australia now. So, thank you to Welly and the team at Wellman Finance. If you want to reach out to Wellman Finance Direct, you can go to wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash m3. Fill out the details. Sean's even got his mobile number there. I don't know why you'd do that, but <laughs> you can go and you can call him direct on your mobile, on his mobile, and uh, Sean will help you. But he's helped many of our listeners uh, over the last couple of years get into their desired property. He has. And I actually spent half an hour on the phone with him yesterday just simply talking about home builder scheme. And how to unpack this uh, as the best way forward strategically from a finance perspective. Mm. So that's the sort of thing he goes deep into and not just brushes over. Love it. Now, pest and building inspections, John. Yes. I think how I want to start this, um, I guess, episode is not so much looking at getting the professional in to formally do the inspection and you might have to pay a couple hundred dollars for all that. Mm. I want to first just chat about, I guess, personal inspections. Like you've, you've gone and had the first look at the property and I'd suggest you would have more than one look if you can at a property before you pull the trigger. So I guess the first time you might go in, vibe it out conceptually. Yep, that room's good. I like the layout. Yep, we can knock that wall down. We can paint this and yeah, I think it would be a good home. We might have a look at other properties and go, well, let's go back to that one and really have another look and try and get a private inspection so there's not 20 other people walking around. Mm. So, at that time, I would really want you to um, start to look at the structure yourself, what you, what you can look at. And I guess, John, are there any low-hanging fruit things that comes to mind initially mm. that us, we, you know, without getting overalls on and going underneath or in the ceiling, yeah. what can we look at? to just get a sense of, do I need to put new windows in this? Yeah, place or yeah, yeah. Can I go back a step first? Oh, oh please do. Let's, I mean, um, this is your podcast. You're on the front <laughs> cover of it. Let's look at, <laughs> is it owner or is it investment that is our choice to go and, and buy at the moment? So if it's owner or yes, more than likely we're going to go through 50, 100 homes ideally and, and look at everything that there is to to see and and potentially do uh, over the long term when we're living in that property. 
if it's an investment property, like some investors buy sight unseen, right? Mm. Uh, which is okay. That's fine. I've done it before as well. Uh, but generally you may get to, to look through it at some stage before you, uh, before you settle on the property. Uh, I think the first question is, am I buying a lemon? Mm. Right. And, um, Understanding that when when you walk through the property, you'll get a general feel for the property, won't you? As as its condition and uh, and the the layout of it, um, not so much from a renovation point of view, but first and foremost, before we think about what we can do with the property with renovation or improvements, we're we're thinking as we see this property today, is it structurally sound, and is it void of any defects that are going to be major costings when we purchase the property, mm. right? So it might be things like uh, guttering, like the gutters you can clearly see whether they're in good condition or they've rusted away and got holes in them. Yep. Foundations, you're looking at the the floorboards or the, the carpet and, and does one corner slope away. Yeah, do you walk down the hallway and you feel like you're on a roller coaster? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, so you don't have to be an experienced builder to be able to see that sort of stuff, but it's just a general feel. And and one one tip may be, if you're going through that property for a second time and you're pretty keen, you've got a contract out and, and maybe you're looking at putting in an offer, you may actually bring your builder with you if they've got time to, to just walk through the property first and foremost, even before you've done any inspections from a, from a qualified professional, just have your builder look over it as well. And we've done that with our own owner occupier um he came through the inspection with us and and just gave his observations and our observations were very different from his so mm. yeah i think that's the first part of it yeah and i think you just want to look at the low hanging fruit like the easy stuff uh, yeah. for example and i'm just looking at a list here on the fair trading new south wales website's got a whole heap of good information and and the list here, it's like, you know, check for sagging ceilings and walls. Like, you can just use your eyes. If you can, maybe see if any of the corners of the carpet is, like, damp or if you can peel it up, see if it's rotted floor. Yep. I personally always look under every uh, basin and wet area. Yes. Open and just have a look under yep. there. See just if there's to any rotting. See if there's mold anywhere. Uh, flush the, I flush all toilets just yep. to make sure. I open all windows. Yep. Just and this is just superficial stuff that you can do yourself. Yeah. You can have a look at the hot water system, see what size it is. Does it look like it's from 1931 yeah. or has it been recently upgraded? Um, you mentioned the roof and the guttering. Yeah. You know, you can do that. You could ask them if there's any energy ratings for mm. maybe newer properties. Um, any cracks in you know the walls or foundations. Um, and I think a good one is the smell. It's Try and feel. if you're going to be living there and well, if either way, like you don't want to buy a, a mold infested house, but see if you can meet. I'm a fan of private inspections. Yeah. You know, go have a look with the herd. Yeah. And if you can somehow get back there yourself, try and meet the real estate agent there. And particularly if it's an empty property, uh, if it's been locked up, walk in when the real estate agent has just got there yeah. because they haven't had a chance to open it up and light the candles for the yeah. open home inspection no. and just see what it smells like. Yeah, that's right. So the best day to go and visit a house from an inspection point of view is when it's raining. Yeah, pissing down rain. So yeah. it's unlikely that a lot of people will go because it's raining, but I think it's the best way to go. 
when, yeah, you see if there's any leaks or see how the guttering or the, the sewer's working. See if half the driveway's underwater. That's right. If it's not concreted. Yeah, and how it's sloping and, and all mm. those sort of things. So, yeah, really good time to go there, mm. but obviously don't wait till it rains mm. before you go. But if it does, it's a bonus. But, yeah. yeah, you can make some really good observations just by walking through it. And, and that's probably the difference between owner rock or investment purchase, isn't it? Like owner rock, you're going to absolutely tear the place apart in terms of checks and balances. As an investment, you're you're buying with a strategy in mind. Um, you, you're looking maybe capital growth, you're looking cash flow, and then you're ticking off on the minor detail things. Yeah, but I think it's that if it is investment property, it's still good to know like if the water tank is from 1930. Yeah. All right, well, that's $1,200 at some point. Or if, you know, I walk down the hallway, literally down and then back up. That's yeah, right. Don't heaps care. Yeah. You know, like it's a cheap rental for a while or something like that. Yeah. And and no disrespect to the tenant, but you're going to allow the tenant to uh, live with some of those things as opposed to you going in and living there. You'll want to change a few of those things mm. now as opposed to five years time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, deciding that. But um yeah, so I guess once you've had a bit of a, a look yourself and you've got a good gut feeling, and I would also look at roller doors, garages, um, pool areas, check all that stuff. I mean, the list goes on. Um, I yeah. personally, uh, when I was going to buy that place up on your street, once I took a torch and had a look underneath, like, yeah, it's all nice and dry, no yeah. issues. Like, I could see that it was pretty good, like, because... You know, if it walks like a duck and smells like a duck and all that, <laughs> it's probably a duck. Probably quacks probably like a swan. one. Um, yeah. So every house is different, isn't it? But when you see enough of them, and that's what I say to people, I use the hundred ten one yeah, rule. Yeah, I'm never which, doing that. Um, no, you'll never do. But it's surprised how many are prepared to do it. Mm. If you've if you've seen a hundred houses, you get a pretty good idea as soon as you walk through the door what you what you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, whereas if it's your first house. And then you put an offer in that house and nothing else, you probably haven't done the level of research. Yeah. Okay. So we'll assume that you've looked through all the superficial stuff. You, you've said to the agent, look, I can see that the back deck, it's falling apart. Mm. That's going to cost 10 grand probably. Yeah. I'm putting in this offer. Yeah. Based on these things that I can see. Yeah. And then they go, yep, we'll take it. Or they'll sell yeah. it to you for that. Yeah. So it's pending on a couple of things. Mm. One of those could be finance and the other could be pest and building. Yeah. So talk to us now about engaging engaging a a building inspecting company yeah. to come out and have a look at the property and give a formal report. What's the process there? Yeah. So just on that offer, I would always put out an offer to someone in writing, because technically they want to see it in writing. Yeah. But number two, always have subject to building and pest. Always. Non-negotiable on that one. Um, I might not have a finance clause in there, but I'll always have a building and pest inspection clause in there. Um, so once we've got that in there and the offer's been accepted, we can then engage a, a building and pest company to go and look through it. Now, they may actually be separate companies or separate individuals from different companies that go and inspect and produce a report on your behalf. But any case, you'll book both of them in. They may be the same person. They may be two separate. That's fine. Um, and you you get a detailed report from them outlining 
the issues, I suppose, that they need to you need to be aware of before purchasing. Yeah, so I guess they'll they will have a look at the interior, the exterior. They'll look in the roof cavity. They'll look under the floor. They'll look at the exterior. They might look for asbestos. They might look at the electrical switchboard, possibly. Yep, all that. Um, they might check the smoke alarms. They will look at the carport, any laundry or toilet out the back, uh, any small non-structural retaining walls they might comment on. Steps, fencing, water, um, drainage. Yes. Uh, stormwater runoff, paths and driveways. So they'll have a look at it all. But I think life's full of risks. And obviously, they're going to be, you know, the pest people are going to look for termite damage. But a good builder would be able to see that, oh, look, I think it's had termites or it's been repaired or something like that. Yeah. Or I'd still get um, a, a professional in that pest space yes. to go and look at it because they'll look at the trees out the back. They'll They'll look at. Um, what's maybe been there before, mm. um, and then the history will show you whether mm. it's been rectified or not. But I think you you really, you know, in the report, they will say the back fence is a piece of crap. Well, yeah, you know that. Yeah. So whatever. My, me personally, I'm looking at that report for wholesale structural issues. Correct. That are going to cost thousands of dollars. Yes. Now, any report that I've seen, whether it's a, a pest and building report or a car report before I buy a car, yeah. the report's five pages, the disclaimers are 15 pages. That's right. So yeah. they're almost to a point. And if you are in pest and building, you'll probably hate me for saying this, yeah. but it's almost, you can, they've got no recourse to sue them if they get it wrong. Basically, mm. that's what the disclaimers say. But you've just had a third party who knows what they're freaking looking for yeah. to walk in and say, yeah, three of the piers underneath are rooted. Yeah. Uh, or one corner of the house, the back, that's a swamp. Mm. So it's just stuff that you're not looking at. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's why it's good to do it in succinct order. You've looked through the house yourself. You may have noticed, for example, um, an added deck that looks mm. last five years. So you can go back to the build contract and, and see – um, or the, the, the contract in general and see whether when that was put in and um, it was ticked off by council, et cetera. And then you would also get the um, building inspector to have a look at that to make sure it's, uh, it's structurally sound, but also compliant because mm. there's a lot of renovations that are done that haven't got the tick of approval from council. And you can notice that when you've been through the contract and you've engaged the building inspector so it's important that you have a look at those things as well. Um, the, the other thing I would mention in that is how accessible is the house uh, in, in all areas. So we want to have ideally removed all the clutter so that the building and pest inspectors can get access to various spaces because a lot of times you might see a report that says, I couldn't access underneath the house because fifteen trees yeah, grown over correct. it. Yeah. Um, same for the roof because of XYZ. So you want to make sure that before entering that they've got the best ability possible to see as much of the house um, to give you that feedback. This is weird. I'm looking on fairtrading.newsouthwales.gov.au and it says a building inspector would not normally check for such things as and the first point is footings. Now, sure. They're not going to be able to see under the ground. No. That's 
absolutely, you know, they're going to dig up concrete. Yeah. But I think it's clear to note that any peers that are sitting on those footings. Yeah. Like, and that's what I mean. Like, you life's full of risks. Mm. If they're not going to know if there's a sinkhole under the property. No, and they won't go to the nth degree in that respect, but they'll look at the foundations. Yeah. Right? But be aware that when you get a building and pest inspection for the first time, it might look like my school report. Yeah. Like there may be a few improvements needed, but don't be alarmed by that because that's standard in, in any building and pest inspection, I find. But as you mentioned before, you've got to look at the major structurals, the major issues that are going to have maybe a five-digit cost to, uh, to, to to rectify them. And those reports, everyone, will not have um, an estimated cost of repair. They're just going to say, look, it's... And I've seen some reports where they do a like a, a rating. Yes. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. It the, would just be a a good, concise inspection of the property. Yeah. So what would you pay for something like that? Like I would factor in up to $1,000 for two good, decent reports. Yeah, one pest for and building. building, one for pest. Now yep. you might be able to get it cheaper. They may bundle it in because they're one company. Yeah. That's great. Um, the ability to get get it done in a thorough manner is the critical part. So they should always present you with obviously a, a thorough written report with comments, but they should also have photos, right? Yes. Color, color ideally, <laughs> to make sure that you can actually see what they're talking about clearly so that if you need to go back through it, you can identify, oh yeah, that's what, what they meant by mm. cracking the wall in that third bedroom. Or And just in terms of the practicalities, you will have to pay for that upfront yourself. It's not something you can no. borrow and uh, get paid upon settlement Yes, because you might not buy that property. That's right. So, yeah. again, it's just one of those things. Almost like if you were thinking about buying a property and was going to auction, you might have to pay a conveyancer to look at the contracts yeah. and you might not get the property. That's right. Yeah. So, so don't be tight in that respect and, and not get it done. Um, you, you need to definitely get it, book it in, factor in the costings of it. And you might end up doing two or three building and pest reports to no avail. That's the cost of doing business to make sure you've got peace of mind and eliminated a lot of the risks that you've got when buying a property. And where do I find somebody for my pest and building inspections? Yeah, look, the the real estate agent has always got contacts in that respect because they're always dealing with it and they're usually on the front foot with it. So in a lot of open home inspections, what they'll have is the the vendor may have got on the front foot and already purchased a building and pest inspection themselves and then you can pay like $100 to access it or $50 to access it. Mm. That's great, um, but it's also, uh, and I'm just a devil's advocate saying, well, the vendors organized it. I'd actually want an independent one yeah, done by Yeah, because they me. could have got one that they, oh, they saw that and then they'll get another one in and they missed it. That's right, yeah. yeah. So I'd still get an independent one, but... Um, yeah, the agent should have some contacts. Um, look, it's uh, it's probably, again, a word of mouth thing, but just asking the right questions of three or four companies just to get a feel for when they do the report, what are they uh, looking for? And when they send it through to you, how in-depth is that going to be? Now, if, for example, if you said, I want to buy this property pending building and pest, okay, How binding is that? So, if the building and pest inspection said all clear, do you have to 
Are you still committed to the property or is it just a soft holding thing? Yeah, it's pretty much a soft holding that, yeah, mm. you haven't exchanged any funds mm. and you, you've just said these are the conditions and, and I mean, the, the building and pest report's never come, going to come back with nothing on it. There's, yeah. There's never nothing. So you've always got something up your sleeve to, to say no. Nah. What about brand new properties? So this place, uh, my house, for example. Yeah. Uh, I was the first one to live in it. I purchased it off the builder, essentially. Yes. Pretty sure I got one. So what you would was have done needed? for brand new mm. is if you built that property yourself, you would have organized a what they call a handover inspection. Yes. So that, again, same thing, but it's an independent coming in and making sure that the builder has built what you had Ever. signed off to for yes. him or her to build. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So... Um, similar sort of thing, but probably a little bit more straightforward because it's all brand new and you can... And you've got warranties and, and whatnot. And you've got your structural warranties and mm. everything else associated mm. with that. So, yeah, so that's uh, that's building in pest in a nutshell. I've got a client at the moment who's buying interstate. Now, they rang me this morning and said, look, I'm organizing a building, building in pest inspection. Um, knowing that that's actually a going to be a subdivision or a mini development. So they could be knocking that house down in the next five to 10 years, but they're still getting a building and pest. They're not too fussed about what the house looks like because it's a development type strategy. So, but still getting one to know what they're up for if they change well, their mind. It's like, oh, we looked under the house and there was an arm sticking out. Oh, by the way, there's a mass burial site yeah. under the floor. That's right. Like, yeah. might be an issue. Could be an issue. Mm. Um, yeah, so long story short, again, things in your control, you need to do your building and pest every time. Mm. All right, guys. Thank you, John. And thank, thank you, you to Wellman and the team, Sean Wellman and the team at Wellman Finance. Yes. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Special thanks to Wellman Finance, our podcast partner. Sean Wellman and his team are available to coach you through your property journey, even if it's your first time. With expertise in investment and home loans, they're in your corner providing education and support as you take each step. For more info, check out wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash M3. If you want to really turn up your property education and information journey, make sure you check out the Solvair Property and Finance Academy. This is an amazing online resource that John has put together. It's to empower and to give results to people who are either first-time buyers, whether for their home to live in or an investment property, or if you're a seasoned property investor. This online academy is for you. Check out the link in the show notes. It will change your life if you let it. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.